Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 751, recorded today on Wednesday, the 22nd of March, uh, 2023. This is a music technology podcast. We talk about things to do with music technology, recording, performing, synthesizers, drum machines, software, modular synths, the whole kind of ecosystem that surrounds that world. Uh, currently, we're still basking a little bit in the glory of our, uh, our last EMOM event, which was on the 11th of March, uh, still on 10 days. We've now posted all of our things up there now so there's interviews individual sets are on uh, youtube but we've also posted some extra stuff on patreon uh, which has got uh, extended interviews and uh, all other bits and pieces there so if, uh, while i'm here while i'm just mentioned the word patreon i will now play a little plug for our patreon because i hope you uh, would uh, consider joining us there Hey, have you considered joining us on our Patreon? We've got a whole bunch of stuff there. In fact, there's quite a lot of extra content going to be coming up from our recent EMOM, as well as uh, the backstage tour, which I've already posted up. I know many of you are interested in that. We've got uh, sequential Trigon extra sounds. We've got some sample sets from uh, previous reviews. All our stuff that goes up to YouTube is also posted ad-free, so you don't have to look at the ads, and that's at a basic level as well. So if you want to join us, uh, just head over to Sonic's, uh, to Patreon com forward slash sonic state uh, you can join us at 250 a month for the ad free stuff if you want to join us at the upper tier 550 a month an absolute bargain and you'll also get all that extra stuff and if you join us before the end of the show your name will appear in the end credits thanks for listening back to the show that's very meta, isn't it? Anyway, so, uh, well, welcome, everybody. Uh, oh, actually, there was one other thing I want to say. Yes, of course, uh, hello to everybody in the IRC. I want to say a big thanks to Wagyu again for keeping the back end running and modding, as he does for many live streaming shows. He does amazing public service. We really must uh, introduce some kind of award for him um, as a community. Uh, it's a very, very helpful chap. So uh, thanks, Wagyu. Thanks to everybody who's contributing. Uh, a couple of things coming up. Uh, I've got the wave, uh, third wave in for review. Um, I got um, some other things which I can't actually remember what they are. <laughs> I should have written it down, shouldn't I? Um, oh, yes, I should also mention uh, we've got uh, some stuff going on with the uh, uh, the, the EMOM. Uh, what I wanted to do is, yeah, so if I press this, that should happen. And then if you, that that should be posted. And if you're looking at, if you're interested in EMOMs performing or or just want to go, uh, there's that URL that's just posted. This has basically a lot of the current listings. Uh, there's one in Stoke on Trent tomorrow night, uh, Captain's Bar. All of the details are there. So if you want to do that, I'll try and make this a more regular spot because I know sometimes it posts in the comments and you say can you mention this? And it's gone before I, I, I get a chance to mention it. So I'm going to try and introduce that as a recent thing. Anyway, let's get on and introduce our guest. I'm going to come over here to uh, somewhere in the Leeds area. Good Lord, it's only Ben Divkid, <laughs> YouTuber and yeah. modular expert. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good. No, it's a pleasure to be back. And uh, thank you for keeping the invite to come back open. Um, yeah, yeah, busy. Uh, synth full times uh, loads of modules loads of stuff to come i think we're going to see a lot of releases before um super booth i'm getting a lot of and i'm like okay so when is this out in terms of work and videos to do and it's uh, before super booth before super booth yeah. before super booth and it's like ah this is going to be tough i don't know if we're going to see that shift like you have with nam where you kind of get that month before of like wanting to grab attention effectively in isolation away from the mass of news that is a big event um People seem to be getting wise to that with Superbooth like they are at NAMM. But um, yeah, I might have a new module at Superbooth, actually. Oh, of course. I'm, I'm yet to uh, 
hold a prototype. It might be here tomorrow. So <laughs> whether I wanted to say anything or not, it would be very wise I don't because I haven't tried the prototype yet. But um, yeah, I'm hoping we do. Hope it's ready. I see you're rocking the... Uh, that looks like, is that a new room, a new layout? It looks very different. You've got actual lots uh, of keyboards. Is, yeah. is that some IKEA, um, is that some IKEA uh, shoe furniture uh, or is that proper? No, <laughs> no it's a twin slot. That, I think it's discontinued, the IKEA one, that shoe racking that everyone oh, gets. Oh, yeah, I think you might no, be right. Twin slot, um, it, much like the tabletops are from a timber merchant and we I had a friend, uh, Matthew Shaw, who... I'm eternally grateful for for building this desk. Um, suggested just doing twin slot, um, and he had quite a large amount of Simpson gear on. Um, it's a bit like shop fit, I think they call it in the yeah, states. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just wood that, that we cut down and added lips to. So, um, yeah, the modulars all here that people kind of know me for, and then my other indulgences are around the back of the room. Um, there right. is some IKEA um, there. That's an IKEA Platza P L A T S A. It okay. is like a, but it's in a whole metal frame. It's not the um, the kind of floor mounted one that I think quite a lot of studios used. They're a good buy for mounting lots of gear on. Um, nice. We need some IKEA affiliate links for us all. <laughs> Wouldn't it? I think yeah. IKEA. Well, what with the teenage affiliation with uh, teenage engineering affiliation with IKEA? I mean, obviously they're not going to be selling the teenage table. <laughs> I'd imagine at IKEA it's a bit too expensive for them. Even uh, actually, funny story. I was thinking of writing to them to uh, have them sponsor for our tables for our EMOM, <laughs> so everybody could get to play on an on. A, but I just wasn't sure they'd be able to cope with it. But anyway, we'll get on to that. Um, I uh, we'll, we'll talk about this more. I'm sure, Ben. Um, nice to have you. Yeah. And we've also got Mr. Gaz Williams who's there uh youtube uh, youtuber don't know if he's uh, doing that today also performed uh, uh, the imam under the name bad workman what a great night it was yeah. wasn't it so, thanks so much for coming along that was amazing it's really good fun i kind of realized you know if I, um i really enjoyed doing these live shows because i can uh, if i can make them entertaining make people smile then i can make a load of bollocks and again, it's all right because it's entertaining <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like the, sort of like the, if you start making balloon you know. balloon animals while you're doing it as well you could maybe sort of <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad idea yeah yeah so yeah um thank you yeah really nice to be here thank you and also yeah thanks for that opportunity to play that was it was really good fun and it was a uh, pretty diverse wasn't it actually if you consider yeah. how different the different acts were um you know, sometimes there is an accusation that like live electronic music can be a bit samey, and I don't think that was samey at all on that on that show. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. No, I agree. I'm just realising that I'm getting I, everything sounds really crispy on top end because I, I might mention that maybe it was the last show of the show before I was deaf in this ear almost completely, and that was during Emom as well. And then I had my ear syringed, and now I'm getting this all, uh, really unusual amounts of top end on everything, which is probably uh, so a good thing. So maybe nice and sibilancy. Yes, that's right. Crispy. Super sibilant. Super sibilant Sunday. Yeah, uh, all of that stuff. Uh, well, guys. Of course, you're playing. At, I did. We did mention the Emom stuff, but you're also playing at the City is Full of Noises in Coventry uh, at the weekend, right? Yes, yes. On uh, on the Friday night, taking part in a, in a, in a concert there. Uh, in, well, actually, that's uh, in the Common Ground. I think is that uh, and we, along with Ben, actually. So that's going to be really good fun. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's like a kind of uh, that's more like a 
a, a regular gig. And then on the Saturday, then in the Herbert Gallery in Coventry, there's going to be a whole load of events, um, including another drone bath. Um, I say another drone bath. Uh, I took part in a drone bath in Mosley Baths. Uh, some of you may have seen the little sonic walk around I did on that. Um, but the drone bath is going to take place in the uh, in the uni- in the museum, and it's quite a large space, so uh, we'll be spread around it. Um, one of the things that's kind of cool is that Dippy, the Diplodocus from the Natural History Museum in London, so very very famous kind of a um, dinosaur skeleton, is on tour and is currently um, is currently sort of uh, living in the. Uh, Oh, in the nice. gallery too so we'll have the the, the big diplodocus as a as a backdrop um drone so bath and there's a dinosaur which, could possibly be the show title <laughs> actually i'm not sure i'll have to think about that um and then there's another thing called modular roulette which i think is a little bit vague but i think is going to involve um uh like drawing lots and then ended up on a different set of modules and having to do oh so you play I'm, somebody I'm else's setup sure. <laughs> yeah Ooh. which is like real yeah um wow. but various things going on sort of around around that and some shows in the evening and then on the sunday there's um uh there's some maker i think there's uh i think it's a little expo thing and uh I'm, I'm you know i'm sure if you bring ben in ben ben is going to be involved on this too sounds fun sounds a lot of fun mm-hmm. Are you are you, yeah. you going to do are you going to do the kind of making a really obscure modular system knowing that someone else will have to figure it out and play it or are you going to make something easy for people to use? What no, approach? I'm not going to be cruel. It, it's it, it's a cruel enough concept as it is. I, I think even for a, se- a seasoned modular user, the idea of going up and playing anyone else's rig is a uh, quite a daunting and brave task um yeah it's just in that you know even with modules you know rearranged in a different way that kind of like where's there a vca when i need an envelope or where's the filter or just you know and then factoring unknown modules you know any combination of the above but um no i i'm gonna set up very nice to use easy rigs (laughs) right and um I look forward to bathing near Dippy. I mean, if anyone's curious, I think dippyincoventry.com has a really nice um, drone fly through the, the museum and gallery. Um, right. I think, there's 20, so, I think there's 20 of us throughout the museum and gallery. Wow. So could, um, you're going to have, so there could be a drone fly through of a drone bath. And, and the other thing I was going to mention, so. Gaz, so the last drone bath you had was when? Uh, in January, was it? When was it? I'm trying to remember when it was. So it's been a while since you've had one of those. So quite a long time between baths. That was my, I was basically getting to that terrible pun. Awful gag. Sorry, that was. Uh, that, ah, that's good. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to do a very, very different approach from the last drone bath. Uh, in the last drone bath, I uh, I took the Lyra, and I took the um, the Medusa, um, both of which are really cool for doing drones. But I, I'm I'm going to go for. Uh, I, I I'm going to do a more modular based drone. I think, but I'm also going to use the the Roat. Which is the raw? Oh, yeah, you, you used that live, didn't you? You used that live. Um, yeah, yeah, I used it in the gig. Yeah, but um, that thing, I just, I, I love it. I've been get, I've been using it quite a lot lately. Just you know, farting around. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's good. It's good. I mean, I was thinking about you with it because it's an eight bit synth, and I know that's not your favourite <laughs> uh, type of synth. Um, 
but you don't I think feel, if it's got like good that, filtering. So I don't know. Yeah, I, it's really interesting. It's I think good. Soma this yeah. year are going to going to start blowing up because I mean that that uh, terror video we shot in mm. Warsaw that's mm. done two hundred k video views. I mean that's wow. insane for for something as niche as as that is. I, I don't know where I have to go, uh, analyze the traffic, see where it's come from, but that's an insane amount of views for something that is so specialist. It's really surprising. So yeah. I think there's going to be more interest. Uh, in it is brilliant, though. I mean, and it is really different, and it just is, I think, for me anyway, that's the most exciting thing now. I, I would love to get one of those. I think it looks... Well, maybe Absolutely. it might link in with a, with an upcoming topic, actually, but uh, we'll we'll have to get there first. So we should probably start <laughs> by covering a couple of things. So uh, let's have a look at this one. Hello, and welcome to Chompy Club. Today, we are super excited to introduce to you Chompy, a magical tape music instrument. My name is Tobias, and in this video, I'm going to walk you through some of Chompy's unique workflow. To get started, why don't we begin by recording a new sample up here in Chompy's sampling engine. To do this, we just flip the mode switch into the upward position and press the Chompy key. And press the Chompy key. We can immediately play our sample on our chromatic keyboard down here. Okay, but if we want to make... It's a, uh, it's a great Kickstarter video. This thing is actually going to be a Kickstarter. This is Chompy uh, by Chompy Club. It's sort of... Uh, the first thing about Chompy Club is you can't talk about Chompy Club and all that kind of the gags to do with that. But this is a very interesting... It's a, it's a new tape style sample loop. It's very OP1, but bigger. Love those uh, buttons. They're quite similar to the... Uh, I forget the, the name of the sequencer that, that uses similar stuff like that. Um, uh, it's pretty basic. has plus a granular uh, effects filtering, I think, in digital plus it, I think it's a MIDI loop. It's made on the uh, the DAISY platform, which I think we first saw at NAMM a few years back, and I, I think it yeah. won one of our sort of emerging tech awards. Uh, launching on Kickstarter yeah. on the 28th of March, uh, 499 US, uh, 599 after. Don't know any more details. I reckon it'll do well just because it's got a great video. I don't know what, what you think about this, Gaz. I mean, it's it strikes me, you know, it seems very immediate and very quick, but ultimately, you know, if you if you if you really wanted to use it a lot, you might find that it wasn't necessarily full of features that you want. I think the granular reverb and effects is going to make a big difference, though. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's uh, it's trying to pare things down in, in, in a way to make it extremely immediate and uh, and inviting. Now, the OP1, which I've got here in my studio, uh, often when I'm working uh, with other people who are not particularly tech-savvy, they love the OP1. They gravitate to it. They really, you know, stuff that is multifunctional. Well, I mean, the OP1 is very multifunctional, but things that are outwardly lots and lots of controls and stuff. Whereas someone like myself might, you know, ogle after knobs. <laughs> I'm not going to fall into that one. <laughs> no, careful. Careful um, what you say. <laughs> I know, but, you know, yeah, but, you know, sort of... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I did. I was joking then, but um, but after, uh, but love love the OP one because it's just kind of appealing and almost that toy like thing is kind of inviting. So this clearly is inspired by that. You know, a little bit like the OP one. It does feel expensive. I mean, not as expensive. And I noticed that a lot of the responses to it seem to be fixated on the cost. And I do think that's slightly unfair when you take something like this, which, okay, it might be quite pared down in functions, um, but oh, it does though, look like it? it's built. 
it looks like it's built to a, a to, to, to quite a nice spec. And I just know from meeting manufacturers and stuff just how difficult it is to kind of you know make money on making gear. So um, that the price, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but. Um, I think after you'd have it for a while, I think you wouldn't really think about the price. I think you would just like having it because I think that absolute immediacy uh, would mean that you might be grabbing it and using it a lot more than you would mm. for something else yeah, that maybe had so. a lot more yeah. process involved. But um, they do promise that there's going to be you know, various different new modes coming out firmware updates and the like, which may expand its possibilities. I mean, there is no screen on it. You're going to be yeah. limited to the controls that are on there. So I think its initial idea and purpose uh, looks like that will be its main its main sort of role. However, I think that that could well be quite popular. Price-wise, though, you know, similar sort of price, you could get like a Boss S, uh, the, the SP404 Mark II. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's for true. around a sort of same-ish kind of price point. A lot more and, buried uh, functions, though, on that, isn't there? It's a lot more sort of impenetrable. Yeah, lot more, so yeah. this, 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 you know, I mean, it, this idea of when you kind of compare one thing that's just feature-laden to something that's kind of very sparse, that doesn't really happen in guitars world and stuff like, you know, where you could pay an absolute fortune for a Stratocaster. Piece of wood. Um, <laughs> piece of wood <laughs> yeah with the same knobs on you know the same uh you know just essentially the same as like a you know 150 quid amazon job but um you know yeah but i think it's great i personally i'm looking at i going, oh yeah I, I i really like the look of that i can imagine tour bus you know that kind of thing, it being really popular. I've taken a load of music tech on tour buses, funnily enough, and most of it is really unpopular. But OP1, <laughs> things like that, that always goes down well. <laughs> That's because so, you're playing it when everybody's trying to get to sleep, I expect, yeah. Yeah, you might be that. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. Uh, ben, it looks like this thing, uh, for me, actually, what it looks like, it looks like all the controls come from... Um, uh, video edit controllers, you know, those quality buttons, yeah. the jog and shuttle wheel. And it, and it, in fact, that might be, you know, if it had a secondary function where you can plug it in USB and use it as an assignable controller for your edit rig, that might mm. make sense. But I don't think they're going to go for that somehow. Yeah. I love the idea of the jog wheel. Uh, just this kind of, you know, constant, ooh, having to go around lots and lots of times to kind of get an octave down or something rather than it just being a button. I think it looks great. And the, the Daisy platform it's built on, which is um, Electrosmith, that's the same kind of camp that noise engineering, Qubit Electronics, Modback Modular with Corey stuff. There's lots of kind of Yoro rack built on the Daisy seed, and I'm, I'm sure other bits of non-modular gear that I'm unaware of as well. It's a very capable DSP platform. Sounds fantastic. Plenty of options for in and out. I think it looks great, and it's comparable price-wise to a kind of Yoro rack sampler, blooper, type module mm. it just looks instantly fun and inviting but not i mean i did kind of think it was a toy a bit like the blip blocks uh units at first but then you kind of watch the video which is very good as you say and you realize there's all sorts in there the effects sound quite intriguing um my only i hope the handle comes off i hope i can you know just get the typical rectangle of gear that i can prop on uh, a desk and yeah, well, screw that handle at the back that's true because um, otherwise, otherwise it's going to get in fantastic. the way isn't it 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nice. Mm. I think it should be fun. And I think, but I think, again, I think there's a lot of mileage in repurposing hardware so that it can do multiple things because that control would be useful for a lot of stuff. I mean, I use, that's something we're using for EMOMs now. It's like anything that's got hardware control that I can go, oh, yeah, that button Mm -hmm. does this, that button. You know, you can build a muscle memory and use it all over the place. So, yeah, anyway, that's uh, 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 28th of March it launches. I reckon it will do well, um, we think. But, you know, it's hard to say. I'm all the best. Maybe we'll see them at Superbooth or maybe they'll be at NAM. I don't know. It's hard to know. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna drop in a, a message from our friends over at Daisy Audio. Uh, not Daisy. What am I talking about? Baby Audio. Yes, they make creative effects plugins designed to add color and depth to your mixes. They won Plugin of the Year 2021 in Future Music and Computer Music Magazine. Uh, you should check out the iHeart New York 2, IHNYU2. Easy to use parallel compressor for the typical aggressive New York sound, special algorithms for rich punch, easy operation XY pad, mixture of powerful effects. Really impressive. If you want to save 15% of any purchase, head over to babyaudio.com and use uh, the code ST15 to save yourself some extra cash and we do thank them very much for their support of the show. As we know, in these advertising skimpy times, it's great that we, uh, that we can get support from, uh, from people and also from you patrons as well, which is why we do what we do. Okay, right, uh, let's see what's next. Um, ooh, I, I just don't know where to... I think I'm going to go um, to, uh, well, the next one in, in line. Why not? Let's just do that. This is Art Arithmophone, which is a kind of browser-based, for now, uh, keyboard. I, I think they use the term isomorphic, don't they, for this uh, sort of this sort of thing. And the video that you see here, it looks like... Oh, oh, let me just get that. It looks like it's actually a piece of hardware, but it's not. And this wasn't really so much about this. I mean, it's, uh, it's currently an app and a web app. Uh, it's actually... Um, very affordable. I'm not, but I'm not sure. I'm, what I'm trying to say is, I, I suppose this raised the conversation more about what does it take for a new playing format, new playing surface to come. You know, because we can look at MPC uh, pads. MPC pads. When were they first introduced? You know, 1980. It's taken till it's taken 40 years for them to become completely ubiquitous and a completely sort of uh, authentic and, and not even considered you know unusual playing surface. We've got Harken uh, Continuum. That's actually moved. It's still niche. We've got Osmos, obviously, which is a new thing. We've got the Roly. I'm just wondering whether the world is ready for these because new muscle memory is quite a challenge to ask for a lot of people. I don't know, Ben. I mean, there are quite often a lot of weird and wacky kind of modular controllers that use this isomorphic layout. I mean, I'm not familiar with it. It it doesn't work for me so much, but I'm wondering whether or not it it, it will be a thing. And if so, then these guys are going to be ideally placed, right? Yeah, I I like anything that takes you out of the comfort zone. I, I, I mean, I'm lucky to get to work with you know modules as I do and as you say modular is great for kind of non-standard interfaces and ways of playing the instrument but a bit like retuning a guitar to an alternate tuning for the first time and you play a familiar right. chord and go ooh you know and you're going ooh what's this six that's been added to this chord and you find all these new things that happen I find when interfaces can be rescaled to different patterns so every key is then you know your intervals are shrunk because you've put it in a key rather than being chromatic or I kind of like anything that makes me think a bit differently. I mean, certainly on a keyboard, I just kind of land on C minor every single time I go on a key and I'm not, you know, I'm in no way a keys player, but so I tend to not tune oscillators to C and then just stick to my familiar little wonderings on the keyboard, knowing I'm in a different key because it's kind of all I can play in. But, um, 
Yeah, no, I, I like the idea. I think that there's so many of them that them becoming standard is tricky. I think um, it's it's hard, and I can appreciate as a musician playing these things and not doing what you want um, could just be as incredibly frustrating as it could be as incredibly inspiring for others. It's tricky. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I forgot. I did also forget to mention the instrument, which I know you looked at, Gaz, and that that has that has a sort of familiar because it, it uses the sort of almost the paradigm of guitar strings and and the way that that works. Almost or not frets, but you know, intervals, I suppose. I, well, you I don't can know change how, it on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. See what you're saying. Um, so, like, obviously, the layouts of these uh, hex layouts let you explore notes in that different way very much different from keyboard which is uh, obviously a given but one of the things like when we first started doing sonic touch uh, all those years ago um oh, over 10 years yeah. ago whenever we did wow. it, yeah um and the ipad was new uh, and it was an incredibly exciting time and all sorts of new apps were coming out all the time and there were quite there were quite a lot that were exploring different layouts um similar to this um and i think one of the problems is when you're touching on glass or touching on a completely smooth yeah. surface there's a bit that's a there's a weird disconnect it's not as it's like playing a theremin a bit, almost isn't it yeah <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I mean, but certainly it, it's sort of, it's almost like you want a different texture, I think, to play on uh, rather than glass. I mean, glass is great for certain things, I think, uh, but tapping, tapping E and sort of piano type playing, uh, you know, it's not very nice. I mean, we've all had experience of this now, of course, but um, uh, however, that voyage of discovery and opening up musicality in such an interesting way is something that always should be applauded and, and this has got a really nice look and they are planning hardware i think aren't they i believe um, so yeah i mean the uh let hmm. me see if i can find the uh there should be a uh have i got a have i got a thing here let me just have a look whether there's actually a uh oh, it's too small for me to read on this screen unfortunately but yeah i think <laughs> I think they are yeah, planning, you know, I think this is a sort of test case and they're seeing if people, but again, it's sort of, yeah. I think that the, the difficulty is, is whether or not a new, a completely new format will take, I mean, in the Roley, Roley had the Parisi brothers who were so impressive right. and such yeah, good players yeah. that they made you think, I want to do that or at least be yeah. half as good or a quarter of good as yeah. them because the expression, I can see how that works. Something like this, it's sort of like, what is it I'm going to get from putting in all of those hours to make myself fluent in mm. it? And I suppose that's, you sort of need to convince people of that somehow and I'm not sure how they would do that uh, exactly. I don't know if we agree with that. So that, mm. that's probably the challenge, isn't it, really, in terms of something like this. But I mean, it, you can you can check it out online. It's pretty straightforward, uh, and maybe get to because you can play it on an iPad or something which has a touch surface. But yes, those caveats do apply. I think in terms of you know no no kind of haptic feedback or no textural feedback, well, anything, which is yeah, which is difficult. Yeah. It makes it and challenging, so, doesn't it? It does. Um, and there is a thing about like something I've been finding on my like my modular journey is like um since I stopped using a keyboard with it uh um when you're firing notes and you're not directly connected to the notes and you can't 
sort of shape and manipulate the notes. You know, I'm a I'm bass guitar, really. I'm used to having a certain connectivity yeah. with the notes the notes well you can you can grab a repetition and go actually i'm going to keep going over that motif that feels great and you it's harder to do without that right yeah and just um i think it's probably just a, a similar point i'm making about when you're using the glass interface so I'm, I'm assuming before this becomes hardware uh to become like a virtuoso on it would be quite interesting because you can play anybody could just like drag their fingers really fast and make loads and loads of notes which that was always something that it's very difficult to do in hard like in the harp. real world isn't it yeah. you know yeah. yeah maybe auto harp um but you know being able to play loads and loads and loads of notes um uh it's not about that is it it's about really nice finding really nice harmony and melody uh and 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 that's probably where this thing really shines i think kind of chordal harmony kind of exploration um mm. as opposed to sort of expressive musicality yeah. i think that's i think that's what i sure. prefer yeah i think you fit a, a key point for me that solo note playing potentially i would find frustrating i would tend to approach a melody or a bass line with an idea in my mind and i appreciate we all work differently but solo notes i maybe know where i want to go next whereas chordally i quite like the idea of just yeah what does this do what does twisting the hand do what does kind of just moving a finger up or down from a position that you're in i, I like the idea of being surprised by new notes and if all that can be put you know simply into a key um finding chord extensions and little changes that I in no way would write or think to write without mm. trying to pull myself away from maybe good or bad habits. Um, I think that's where that would shine for me. Where it would really shine in, well, hardware would be some nice kind of spongy, odd surface to play. Kind of the odder, the better. <laughs> I want it to feel less <laughs> like a rubber MPC pad. I, I don't know. I really get into the, and I appreciate it's super nerdy, but I spoke with companies like Bifaco before about how much a potentiometer is um, lubricated, like how loose should the mm. pot feel? Does this yeah. feel too hard to turn? Is it too loose? Should certain controls be quicker to whip around than others? Um, and I like, yeah, something kind of tactile and different. Um, and also being able to do simple things like I really enjoy the Surge TKB and other touch controllers where pitch may go down in pitch as you move to the right as opposed to the typical keyboard of lower to the left and up to the right um or odd tunings where it's more like a sequence as you go across so it might be high note low note lower note lower note high 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 mm. you know so on like there's a step so it's to it as you more move about across. triggering yeah yeah and yeah and if I don't know, and then you, can, you can kind of extract that further and further. Each pad could almost be like an electron P-lock. You know, if each pad had different tonal settings and each pad fired out multiple CCs as well as a bit of note data, could be a fact, mm, it almost like be the Apex base station. You know, scattering your fingers across those keys would be like a, a mad Apex-esque. Um, was it the AFX base station they called it when they did that firmware? Yeah. Oh, 
Uh, uh, Robaf says, uh, um, uh, sort of like a bubble wrap keyboard, maybe you're looking for there, Ben. Uh, <laughs> but one that doesn't that. get popped, obviously, because <laughs> it would wear out. I think one thing that's quite interesting about this is, you know, in, in a way, what we're talking about, I mean, it might be, I mean, why not just have a translation layer? So I have a MIDI keyboard, I'm playing my normal chords, but what it's doing, I can set a set of rules. I mean, there are there are things that do this. Didn't Noodler do something like this, where you, pl you play certain notes and it just throws inversions randomly around, depending, you know, so I play my regular chord maybe I can trigger it a bunch of times and the inversions just keep moving about in sort of some preset rules we could actually just write some software that would do you probably do it in max yeah you know uh, yeah. max for max for live or any any kind of uh, you know there's quite a lot of ways Ableton, you could probably you could set up able the, the note yeah yeah, I'm yeah, sure. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure. There we go. There's a new rack band. Maybe we need to. We need to do transposition machine. When you've got time, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> those ideas, uh, yeah. ran, those ideas of like That's random right. inversion. The um, yeah. the instro harmonic is great for that. It's a single input quantizer, but gives you the idea is it gives you a root third, fifth, and seventh for the output. You can spread the voices. You can have it doing all manner of things, but it has a gate output. So every time a new note is generated, you can use that gate to fire other things. I like to patch mm. that into sample and holes to create random, and then bring them back into the voice controls. So you know you can just press a note over and over and hear a chord voice spread. Of course, you control, you know, the depth of all that on other modules and things. But, mm, yeah, interesting. a mixture of um, kind of human input and repetition with variation and kind of how we play with those two things is what I really kind of love with Modular. So, yeah, I want a weird spongy bubble wrap keyboard, please. <laughs> if someone wants to make some non-popable <laughs> bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's good. Anyway, uh, but, yeah, you can check this out. It's uh, uh, If you just look at Arithmophone, uh, look for Arithmophone, um, and you should be able to, to, to find it anywhere. Um, there should have been a link that flew past in the show notes. Uh, I, I, sorry, Dave. I just had an idea. So LiDAR, my, my phone has got LiDAR on it now, and, and right. it's one of these things, oh, oh, it's got LiDAR, and it's like, hooray, let's go out in the street and use the LiDAR, or, you know, and it's sort of something that you don't really use very much. But if you put a, a sheet of bubble wrap down and put the phone suspended above it and use LiDAR to scan the bubble wrap, then as you press different bubble wrap, the LiDAR could measure how much each bubble is being pressed down. Whoa. And then, translate that into sort of midi uh information yeah by monday please anybody if there's anybody out there just shouldn't be a, shouldn't be too much of a problem for our our very clued up audience at all okay right i think it's time for another word for our friends over at isotope a very long time supporter of us much appreciated Ozone 10 is the future of mastering. The new version includes Master Assistant, match your master to any reference file or files. Also, the Stabilizer module in advance adds clarity with intelligent and adaptive mastering EQ. Also included is the Impact module in advanced, which enhances the rhythm by controlling microdynamics. Don't forget the code SONIC10 at isotope.com forward slash SONICTALK to save an additional 10% off any software purchase, not including subscriptions. Yeah, we thank them for their support. Again, if you head over to uh, isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk, uh, you get it. we've still got the dedicated page. It's not doing a 404, but they have signed up for another quarter, so uh, very much appreciate it. I expect we'll be uh, talking a little bit about more of them later. So thank you very much to them for their support. Right, okay. Um, 
gosh, I mean, we've we've got a lot still to talk about. Um, I, I, I should, we should maybe, maybe we'll make this one a little quick. I don't know how how much people feel about uh, about this, but let's put it in there. This is uh, Dominic Au, who is uh, demonstrating major update, hydrosynth update. This is uh, 2.0, which has. Uh, uh, Expanded memory, they somehow managed to get eight banks, uh, that's the 49, the desktop and explorer. Uh, new modulation source, voice modulator, a bit reducer on the oscillators, LFO quantizer, envelope quantizer, LFO step advance, global effects bypass, increased vibrato resolution, new sustain pedal, sostenuato, very nice handy that is, that was when you put your key down and then it holds the note you're you played but not the ones afterwards that's very useful glissando and glide up range going yeah a whole bunch of stuff i mean this is this is a fairly big deal i mean we know we haven't had much in terms of product from them for quite some time but this is quite a big uh, re uh, i suppose re not reimagining but it's got a rekindling of the i still think the hydrosynth is uh, stands the test of time i mean it's been out for a few years now but it's still a really quite amazing thing i don't know if either of you have one um gaz did you ever get the hydrosynth there's the desktop and the did, did you ever play with the hydrosynth? I can't remember. I really want I really want to get one actually. It's been it's been on my on my shopping list for a while. And uh, now seeing the version two, it's like oh but it, I mean it's a bit astonishing in a way because I was looking at this enormous list and I thought, well, hang on, didn't that synth have the most enormous list of features to yes. begin with? <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so you know it's quite astonishing how many that they've managed to find. Um the hydrosynth still as a digital interface as a the layout a way of navigating a very complex synth is still the best i've ever seen i think sets a standard for interface design um, that is yet to be beaten um really remarkable and uh fluid and you just under you can get your head around it very i think it's a good i think it'd be a good learning synth for people as yes, well yes i would you agree know. with that yeah yeah there's so much depth um, there's so much depth <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in a way, I, if anything that's put me off the hydrosynth before is just being a bit overwhelmed by how much it can do. So now it can do a whole load more. I mean, certainly those new um, memory banks are going to be most welcome with something that can generate so many sounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking it was going to maybe go down a little bit more of a sort of sample, you know, being able to bring samples in. I don't think you can do that, can you? Um, no, uh, you can't. Um, the wavetables, I believe, are still fixed, so you don't get the opportunity to that. Mm, I should also point yeah. out that uh, Head says, less crashes, MIDI mess-ups. Kent seems always to have issues, which I I've not actually found myself. Oh. But, I mean, I'm not running it. I, I usually play it rather than drag it by MIDI. I don't know. Ben, have you played with it? I mean, because it's got, it's, it does, to, to be fair, it does have some CV and gate input and output <laughs> so there's some relevance <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's there's lots over there that doesn't that, that well on there that doesn't have cv and get um a lot that you know people always seem surprised when it's not modular if i'm involved but um yeah I, i've only played with it very briefly at an event um but it's a synth i would love to dive into i, I think it looks fantastic the interface was really simple it, it seemed like an easy way i think as gaz said a kind of learning synth and I mean, the update, it's really to be applauded. A bit like when Akai did that huge update to the MPC line that they could have easily just called them, you know, V2s or 4s or 5s and recharged you all for pretty much the same hardware again. It's a huge free update. It's really impressive. And to be applauded, you know, the amount of time and effort that takes a team. Uh, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's taken a special synth that bit further, I think. And that's 
I guess partly the reason I haven't dived into it yet. I, I know I'll get sucked into it. It will be such a time pit, much like a whole yeah. new modular case would be, but it's then polyphonic that I'd want to just play on it, play on it all the time. And I'd probably have some rather stupidly, I guess, but some element of guilt of not making the most of it. I'd want it, I'd want to push into its corners and kind of feel things out. Um, because I'm not oh, a man, keys player, that, I'm yeah. not. There's yeah. so much. I, think, I mean, if I mm. I can play, you know play guitar better than I do keys, and I'm quite happy just kind of playing the guitar. I don't play keyboards in that way. I always approach it from a more of a sound perspective than as a an instrument I will physically play with my fingers. So, yeah, I'd, I'd want him to be pushing to corners, and there's a lot of them to get into by the looks of it. Um, What's the effects engine like? When when I saw this on the news list for today, I wanted to ask you both what the effects engine was like. Well, I, I think the effects engine is really nice, actually. there's uh, th I think there's three effects uh, engines, from what I recall. And they're you know, and not only that, but you can access a lot of those parameters, so they become much more part of, you know, you can modulate certain uh, aspects of it. Uh, I just want to say, uh, Ken Flux-Pierce, who I know works with uh, uh, ASM, is there. The update is for all Hydrosynth models. It's just the deluxe. You don't get any more memories because it's already got all the memories they're, mm, they're yeah. already using all that memory but mm. yeah the effects engine is very creative and it can go quite extreme some of the stuff is and the thing that the real power is in the mutators i did a, a talk with glenn darcy where we sort of explored some of the fm options with the mutators and it is very quickly way above my head because they've got sort of they're almost <laughs> separate modules for themselves with control input modulation and kind of the mutation bit. There's some amazing stuff. There is, of course, the PWM mutator, which is, uh, you know, obviously I, I, I should say I know inside out, but I don't, you know, but <laughs> guess. Are the are the quantized LFOs, are they, are they, are they like meaning they're locking to the BPM or are they pitch quantized? No, they mean is that they're, they're, they, uh, it means that I think it means that you can, rather than have them sort of curve, if you had a sign, you could quantize it and it would just step to, you know, if you, so you could make it more, you know, so you glide. Another word for bit crush effectively, isn't it, I think? Yeah, sort of a bit, yes, I suppose, or a sample rate reduction, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But I mean, when you consider the Explorer is about the same price as a Chompy, it's kind of a bit of wild isn't it um yeah but the explorer the little one yeah you know if you think about it for around 500 quid that it's got a polyphonic it's polyphonic after search on that on the on the explorer as well even though it's like the, the smaller keys uh you know yeah. incredible yeah. value for money but even the the big ones are still really affordable for what they yeah. do um I can't wait to see what else they come out with hardware-wise. I really like because they obviously got some great, mm. yeah. I'm sure Ken wouldn't be able to tell us, but uh, nice to see him in the chat room. I'll, hopefully I'll see you at NAMM, Ken. Um, okay, right. Gosh, we're, we're, we're flying. Well, we're not flying through them, but there's, there's, there's still... I suppose, I mean, this is something I avoided last week just because Ty was on, and I know how he feels about Behringer, but there are so many new Behringers coming. I think I've got a couple of vids. What, what should I play? Uh, yeah, new batch. There's uh, so the this one. Has the Crave has a new Introducing There's, uh, the Behringer. The uh, Space Effects, Neptune 60, which is a 106. So they're back on their kind of like, this is what we're going to make. You know, back it, they seem to be back in the into the sort of Braggadicio mode, which they were sort of prior to... Um, 
COVID. So I'm guessing that you know, the OBXA reached a milestone. There's the Edge, which looks a bit like basically, you know, what's the uh, the Moog drum module, percussion module, BMX drum machine. I like I like the, the, the BMX, which is an OBM. So you know, they they seem to be back at it again. And I know, you know. Uh, I just want to explain one thing first. I don't cover all of this stuff because, for me, a lot of it has been about fishing. They seem, you know, there's there's not there's nothing out there necessarily, so there's nothing to review. I think the last thing I actually reviewed was the Poly D, which I really enjoyed, and I and I did review that. And also, there's a, a I think um, Beringer created a weird relationship with the press by telling us all oh, we were scum and crooks and various other kind of things. So it makes me feel a bit of a hypocrite to then kind of spend a lot of time talking about their the latest PR wheeze. So anyway, but there's a lot of stuff there. Anything that anyone's looking forward to? Ben, is there something? I mean, because, you know, we worked together on the uh, the Neutron, or at least, you know, you you were, you were saw the Neutron and the, uh, the Deep Mind, you know, uh, yeah, that, that's mind. some great stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then at least, I can't say I've been in touch with them and have any update really much beyond that. But um, yeah, a great team as well and a lot of very smart engineers um tc staff and mida staff and newer staff that were brought into the company i think what's most exciting about this which you know in include behringer in as well and whoever you are into if things are getting easier for them to produce and they're announcing that things are actually coming then that shows there's an easing and much easier comfortable environment for other people building things as well um, yes considering that you know they are cool audio that make parts that lots of other manufacturers use as well um so if they're now f finding some ease in uh, getting this stuff out then hopefully it's going to ease for everyone a bit as well um i like the idea of it being accessible as always with behringer i don't think any of us can really argue with this being accessible to people and opening up music making to people that might not have a chance to play with hardware mm. but there's that much denounced um and maybe I haven't paid that much attention either, but I'm a little bit snow blind to it. There's kind of so much that I'm not really sure what's coming and when, yes. um, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And they, they do seem to be going very hard after Moog. So they've got Booga Fugas, uh, two of those. You know, they've got the... the, the, uh, uh, the Actually, the one thing that's interesting, I think, is the space effects, which is a whole bunch, I think, of those uh, um, uh, uh, Clark Technic um, algorithms that we might find in something like yeah. the uh, the DeepMind 12. That is, uh, that is in a, a Eurorack module, just stereo with algorithm switching and some control voltage. That's, like, going to be under 100 quid. That looks quite interesting i quite because those algorithms are pretty cool aren't they some of those it's going to be about 50 quid as well I is think it yeah so. 50, yeah really that looks good yeah. Hmm. um yeah it's one of those things isn't it i mean like some of the really uh more obscure or less pop you know common things that they're bringing back it is really you know it's really cool like uh, the the selena and um you know in, in it, like when they brought back, you know, like Wasp and the uh, Cat and things like that, I think is doing a, like a great service to synth yeah. history in a way. Uh, Discontinued doing things. Clones, yeah. Doing clones of current things like the DFAM with the edge is, you know, sucky and not very nice, gets people's backs up and is a shame that they feel the need to do that when they're doing like really excellent work in bringing back those things that just are simply not available. Um, so like the, 
are they Mogafogas or Mugafugas? I've always sort of uh, struggled with yeah. that one. Um, well, Booga, Bugafugas I mean, is, is, is an even Booga weirder name, Boga, isn't it? Yeah. Especially if you're American. Bogafoga. Yeah. I mean, those are, you know, again, those don't, they don't exist and anymore to buy new. Well, they could really come back, though, couldn't they? Hand. Mm-hmm. They could come back. Oh, and yeah. recently were brought back in software form. Um, yeah. Really well. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's just a bit squirmy at times with some of it, and then some of it really, really good. Um, the democra- the democratization of music of it is really good. I was thinking about this regarding uh, the modular, uh, you know, them plowing into modular and, and making a whole load of stuff, uh, including cases as well. And... Uh, and just thinking, is that how damaging is that going to be to the industry? And just thinking, well, actually, if it just, you know, it's, I know it's been said many, many times, but if it brings a lot more people in, then they may then, you know, buy other yeah. brands. And it, it I, I think what's, what's quite, it. what's quite, yeah, what's quite funny, I think, is, you know, people are going to maybe be really, uh, the, the, the romance of the Selena, and they'll, they'll get the Selena module, and then, uh, uh, then when they switch the ensemble off, they realise just how crap it sounds. It's a really appalling, I mean, it, it just really doesn't sound very good at all. You know, it's all about the ensemble. Yeah, so I think there might be a, it's got, ah, it's got, it's got a phaser in it as well. Phaser. Okay, well that's, yeah, the face on a small help. stone, I think. Well, yeah. Right. Anyway, I just wanted to put that in there because, you know, we don't often talk about it, but there's now there's building up a, a, another new sort of ball of, uh, well, it's a sort of fat ball of product that's going to be sort of gradually working its way through the pipes until we finally see them in the stores or some of them not. I mean, I mean, I suspect some of this stuff is just gauging how much interest and, you know, there is. And, and in the same way that many other companies do it. And then they go, well, shall we bother making it or we'll prioritise the stuff that everybody's interested in? Because I would imagine you know there are probably less people interested in a selena maybe less people interested in a mutron you know because that's a very specific sound uh, you know so we'll see but um yeah I, I i mean they're coming just don't know when as ever with all of their stuff uh right well we could get into some questions because uh we have questions i don't know how everybody feels about that i haven't done all that many questions i've got the first one for you guys because i think um this has been there from uh, here for a while so i'll play this one first so this is from uh par 8 museum via youtube uh for gaz did you ever explore the aventide euro ddl further wondering how that worked out for you or if you moved on to something else so i guess we could just ask that question right uh i think i'm gonna sell it I've still got it, oh. but I just, it's, yeah, I just not clicked with it, bizarrely. Um, and it's a beautiful, really well-made and, you know, professional yeah. piece of kit. But sadly, sadly not. Mostly because it's, I, I love ping-pong delay. I think delays, I just love stereo delays. And it's a resultantly mono delay. Uh, you can kind of do a few things to try and get a stereo effect from it. But um, I... T- yeah, sadly not. I think it's going to be it's going to be one of the few modules I actually want to sell. Just because it takes up quite a lot of space and it's worth quite a bit of money. Uh, yeah. I feel a bit sad about it, really. But yeah, that's just how it is. Ben, I don't know if you you yeah. probably had one cross your path as well. Yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah, good, good, solid, even tide delay. Um, somewhat basic in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of felt, you know, almost like using a pedal. In modular, although that's maybe a bit unfair because there is, you know, 
connections to do things with modules with it. Um, yes. The one thing that screamed out immediately, and I'll bring one in the case for the Coventry event this weekend, Gaz, for you that we mentioned at the top of the show, um, the Vino Echo from Venus Instruments, which came out just before Christmas, which is also on the Daisy Seed platform that we mentioned for the Chompy. That's very nice from really hi-fi, you could say even Tidesk, clean delays, right through to kind of really grungy, my tape delay needs a very good service and everything in between, really variable, you know, not just one or the other Um, and very stereo as well. Um, So that that might be the one. Okay. What makes Eventide quite uh, sorry? What makes Eventide good though is, and it's similar technology to what they use in the Rose pedal that they make, uh, which is it's a digital delay, but the feedback circuit's analog. I think so. You uh, get that. That's what's that's its kind of USP, I suppose. I think well, the Yoro GDL. Sorry, I was just going to say, I think it's uh, lineage or heritage, as it were. I think it's the 500 series delay that they did repurposed into Yororak format, ah, the Yoro DDL. Right. Yeah. I think it is the 500 series module they built, um, right. which might also be the okay. Rose, I'm not sure. I, I will move you on now. I know you can modular geek out for a long time. I'm feeling a bit left out because I don't have a lot of modular here. I think the last thing we looked at was the Tiger. Actually, I was going to plug that because we, Gaz, myself, and the two Pittsburgh guys, uh, Richard and Michael, did a kind of three, well, four-way kind of piece on the Tiger. It was more like a sort of product chat rather than a demo because the problem is when you're t- describing a topic to try and keep it flowing with four people and, and patch it up in the background and demonstrate, it was would have been impossible. But I think a lot of people responded well to it. Anyway, we got another question. This one is from uh, John Van Eaton. Hi, John. Nice to see you. Uh, met John a couple of times at NAMM. Um, anybody still using what we might think of as antiquated gear? I mean, besides Paulie. <laughs> ADATs, Synclavias, Fairlights, Radars. That's an interesting thought. Um, I don't know. Uh, um, Gaz, have you got anything that, that's old that you sort of think you would still be using? No, I don't have much vintage or old gear at all, really, other than guitars. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I get a little bit about old music tech stuff. I mean, as I can see a Firewire interface over there that's kind of on the scrap heap, you know. Um, what else? I've got this old Roland MMP mic modeling preamp that I've clung onto for years. Uh, and my... One thing I'm really frustrated about is the uh, KRK Ergo, which is like a it's a it's like a monitoring solution with a room EQ and measurement mic. Uh, that thing, I, I love it, but it's a FireWire 400 device, and oh you gosh, know, I think it, you know. So down the river, all that kind of FireWire stuff goes. I, no, is pretty much the answer. Yes, oh. I've still got some things hanging around, but. I've, typically trying oh. to phase most I don't know if there's a way to go from Thunderbolt or USB 3 to Firewire. Probably not. Oh, there probably is, but it's probably extremely expensive and actually requires a small computer in line somewhere and, and latency. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fair enough. That's a shame, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Ben, how about you? Uh, yeah. I mean, why not attach some romance and oddness and quirks and difficulties to your life? Um, yeah, quite a bit of old gear. Um, it grabs my attention no end. Um behind you can't see it and it's 
I think it's 48 kilograms, so I'm not just going to be able to go pick it up either. An old naval battleship uh, radio receiver, which was popped up on Facebook Marketplace about four miles from my house, and it's 50 quid. Um, <laughs> and it's my, it's my noise generator, <laughs> if you like. The guy did pick up, you know, <laughs> threw some wire around the room and tuned into local radio on it. But um, it, it's got... It's got a kind of ring mod-esque demodulation circuit for the radio and some really tight bandpass filters. It's fantastic. I mean, I'll sample it all out and move the thing at some point. Um, but yeah, no, I have a real love for that sort of thing. Um, all tape delays, which all really do need a service. But I kind of like them being in that space because, you know, pedals, software is so good at modeling tape and all those lovely artifacts that we like from that kind of gear that why not let the tape be really tapey and uh, in desperate need of a service? Um, yeah, yeah, old guitar amps, repurposed bits of gear, old EQs. Um, yeah, if anyone's in Massachusetts and can tell me anything about a company called Acton, there was a 1950s, I think they call it an envelope delay equalizer that was meant to correct phase, frequency-specific phase delays in um, telephone lines. Um, wow. I'm looking for some info on the company. I've got the local library. They called me the other day, messaged the local library. was like, this is really strange. But I kind of went off on one in the email, and one of them was really into the idea of it. So, yeah, oh, strange wow. EQs well, and all sorts. Nice. Hmm. I'm just trying to think. I was just looking around the room. I think the only thing that recently... I have a pair of Genelec 1029As, which are probably about 15 years old, maybe around that. I haven't got anything that. I mean, I've got, I've got again, I've got guitars which are vintage, and I've got some vintage synthesizers. I mean, I've got Jupiter Six. I discovered that last week that they're going for an enormous amount of money, so I might actually move that on once I've used it for a few more times because it, it just seems like wow. I, I mean, you know, I don't get to use it that often. But yeah, the Genelec Ten Twenty Nine A's, which I've actually just replaced um, because I, they were here, sort of on my over over shelf, uh, and I've put some uh, IK Multimedia MTMs, which are the little ones, uh, which I bought after. The, we reviewed the iLoud Precisions, which I really like the sound of. And honestly, I don't miss them. These things sound, it's like, oh, there's loads of bass. There's loads of stereo imaging. There's loads of detail. I haven't been hearing that for a considerable amount of time. So now I can. And so I suppose I don't really count. I mean, I can't imagine anybody wanting to hang on to ADAS. Can you imagine? I remember um, when I used to work with Will Gregory, he had one of those BRC controllers and uh, four ADATs, so uh, 24 track, uh, you could go further. But that was, it, it was so finickety and so difficult to kind of maintain. And so when it worked, it was great. But honestly, you know, we used to moan about the rewind speed from actual proper tape machines, which in some ways gave us a sort of a kind of ear break and a time to kind of take a breath. But ADAT, it was literally go make a cup of tea, oh, they've gone out of sync again, hold on a minute, you know, so I, I'm not sure anyone would miss ADA. ADA interfacing, though, that seems to have managed to hold on, so I suppose that's a good thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, nice question. Um, I should probably look, see if there's any more. Um, da, 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 da. Let me see, there was another one. Uh, fancy, uh, uh, well, I suppose, yeah, this is, this, I, I, I suppose this would be, in a way, something that would, uh, might generate some conversation, but I'm not sure any of us can actually mention anything about it. Uh, this is uh, from Nick Howes, who is a prolific questioner. Uh, incidentally, if you want to ask a question, you can see, start it with, the, with QQ, two capital Qs, put it in the comments uh, on any of the platforms, apart from, I think it'll work on Twitch, Discord, 
and uh, YouTube and IRC. Um, yes, without naming names, is there anything under embargo from NAM this year that's making you dribble with excitement? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure I heard about something, but I can't honestly remember what it is. It's been so busy. I, 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 but again, I think this brings up more of an interesting point about maybe, and I imagine maybe, Nick, uh, the, the whole point about this is, you know, i.e. is anybody bothering to release anything at NAM? And I guess they are. You know, I've seen some really interesting things I want to see that are not, um, you know, they're not under embargo, but there's some interesting stuff that I, I haven't seen before. So some collaborative software, there's some interesting controllers, uh, there's all kinds of stuff. But I, I can't think of anything specific that's going to be released at NAM. Again, I think um, I, there will be, of course, um, but I'm not sure if there is anything specific and I can't remember if I've signed an embargo. I don't know if you know of anything, NAM, or... Uh, or looking forward to seeing in you know coming down the wires for that 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 you won't have seen yet in person or will will film something perhaps. Uh, I I do know of a few things. Um, so I, although are they going to be at Nam or Superboos? I, I can't remember now. But um, I think there is. Ben was saying it earlier about expecting a slew of n new announcements. Um, so. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to wonder w w what the trends are going to be. You know, what are we going to see? What, what, which way do we expect it to go? Um, is it, is it going to be, you know, like we've noticed in previous years, haven't we, certain trends? You know, there was a definite return to wave tables about five or six years ago, um, granular and whatever, whatever that, you know, um, sample, yes. samplers making a comeback. Uh, so just wondering if there will be any, kind of emerging trends you know identifiable trends uh, that that's kind of what I'll, I'll be kind of curious to see you know i, I yeah, kind of I almost think, think um uh, um multi-timbrality is something coming Woo. Back. That's, that's what I think. massively powerful modules with tiny lcds <laughs> that's it. well maybe but yeah but just multi-timbral um just devices that you know multi yeah multi multi-timbrality that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna pin my well that's interesting because the uh the third wave which i've got over there i can't you can't really see it that that's four part multi-timbral and yeah. has 24 voices i think i mean on foot it's going to take me a little while to i'm really hoping i can get it done before nam because it's uh they'll probably want it back quite soon because it's you know it's a big chunk of stock to have around the place but that's quite interesting that has a multi-temporality built in and four stereo output so maybe they were ahead of the curve there with that so maybe we'll see i mean obviously that that means it's more expensive multiple outputs uh, and whatnot a cost because you need uh, d2a converters and whatnot so i i don't know but yeah interesting thought roland well, the SH4D was a shot yeah. in that direction, wasn't it? So, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Again, that's that's kind of a that I think you know. Again, that's another video that seemed to do really well. It was a presentation format. Normally, they don't do kind of as well as reviews, but that one did really well. People are obviously really interested in that. Weird that they didn't go for um, cloud integration in Zencore. It just seems like such a peculiar move when everything is going in that I, direction and what what stopped them i don't really understand why why will. they couldn't i think it will i just think it will I, think, I, I mentioned when we talked about it at the time i was just thinking that it might just they're trying to maybe narrow the focus a little bit but i think it probably will support it in future updates 
And of course, like, this is the other stuff with the Roland things. Uh, it's got great USB drivers, so you can get access to each each part of the five parts. So that's yeah. rhythm and the three has a stereo USB send, so you you can access all of that stuff. It's just not via analog uh, input. So maybe what they need to do is bring out that MX, the MX Mixer Mark II or whatever it is. Uh, anyway, I digress. Mm. Uh, ben, uh, anything you, you, uh, you obviously you can't talk about any of it probably, but um, if you could, no. what would what would you say? <laughs> um, well, just one thing in that presentation format, I really enjoyed that Tiger video. Not to um, stroke egos oh. too much in front of you both, but I, I really liked that open con uh, kind of conversational format. It was very nice. Um, oh, good. Yeah, really well done. Um, yeah, there's a couple of bits. There's a, a, a full synth. It does have patch points, but there is a synthesizer that I'm aware of. Um, and yeah, plenty of modules. Uh, Superbooth being the focus as opposed to NAM for the modular crowd, mm. of course. But um yeah, I, I think by timbrality, if that's the right wording, could be a bit more of a focus this year. Um, certainly in modular, we're, we're seeing a trend of kind of the the basic kind of analog oscillators, certainly like the SEM Curtis chips, you know, that were in Profit 5s and 101s and things. There's, there's now modern versions of all those chips and they were available. So we saw a lot of kind of SEM 3340 oscillator type modules, but they've all kind of now got through zero modulation or phase modulation, they're all kind of like growing up a bit as the technology improves and the companies that manufacture these chips kind of add more features by default, if you like, onto the chip. Um, and I think the integration of that will then hopefully kind of push the platform further. Um, yeah, I hope so. I know. mean, because in a way, I mean, if everybody's kind of using the same basic core electronics for... A, you know, an entire year's worth of product releases. It's kind of, you know, we're in danger of getting very homogenized. And it's, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because the 3340s, um, the way that they sound, for instance, in the Neutron is mind blowing. Mm. I mean, they just are massive yeah. compared to maybe in another. And I don't know what makes the difference. It's an interesting, I mean, I guess it's the drive and the internal gain and whatnot, but it's quite interesting how different they can sound. And, and, and as in the way, you know, that when you have a wave, you know, an oscillator, as you use a lot yourself, Ben, you know, you see a sawtooth or you see a square, but they look and they look like sawtooth or squares, mm -hmm. but they sound very different a lot of the time. And it's really hard to kind of go, why is that? And why doesn't it show up on the image curious isn't it yeah it, it's tricky and I, I, I like the idea that yeah that becomes a basic building block that people have to push beyond because you, we're going to reach a saturation point where you need something different smaller cheaper more features and all of those are great things you know smaller cheaper simpler versions are just as relevant as fully blown out all sophisticated crazy feature versions so yeah and I, I like those quirks in synths. Um, a friend has a Roland System 100 and it's envelopes. They're like rubber bands. They're really kind of slack in comparison to the 100M, which is really snappy. And you just look at this, here's an ADSR, and they're, they're totally different. One's drunk in comparison to the other. You know, there's this looseness to it. And the way that that really changes the instrument, it's, it's a really nice thing. Uh, that's one thing that uh, uh, it's not the chip, it's the circuitry around it, and that's fair enough. I've probably yeah, been schooled well there, but well, uh, we're nearly there. I mean, just one other point about that. The one thing I'd like to see is certainly in software, and I did that because I did a patch flip of the Mini Monster, and that's got a vintage knob, uh, which I think they've also introduced on the Oddity and some of their other modules. What I want to see is because that concept's also available on the Trigon, on uh, you know a number of digitally controlled modern uh, synthesizers. I want to see 
it go way further than than it should you know maybe you could go okay up to about 12 o'clock it starts to get a bit sloppy uh past that it does all kinds of weird stuff that's what i want it where things go really awry and like you say maybe that you know you get a sloppy envelope or whatever and it goes really mm. far in other di- so you know as it's digital control why not add that extra kind of like madness in there i'd like to see some of that you know let's really go chaotic but anyway yeah. um yeah. gentlemen it's, it's been apps uh, what's that it's the same a drunk control like a knob just for like how pissed you want your machine to be yeah wonky <laughs> yeah just flies. Wonk. <laughs> wonky yeah make it wonky i think that might be a show title i'm going to write that down while i remember uh and let me just quickly write that down make it wonky yeah that's what i want i'm just going to write that I'm quite into I often the drone forget. And dinosaur bath titles that we okay have. Oh, dr- uh, <laughs> drone it, dr- uh, dinosaur drone bath, wasn't it? Dinosaur, yeah, okay, Dino- dinosaur uh, uh, drone bath, okay. We I'll could go one further and have a drone fly over us making drones around the dinosaur, but someone needs to use the drone-based motor synth. We need to get Game Whoa. Changer into uh, into the, uh, okay. the Dippy the Dinosaur exhibit. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's certainly something to think about. Uh, uh, gentlemen, I hope you have a lovely weekend uh, in Coventry. It's lovely to have you. Ben, uh, I don't know, you've got some. You've got anything coming out on the channel that you want to plug or that you have? That, that you... Uh, Video next week. I think a week from today, a new oscillator that does do some different things. Really nice, different things. Um, and works beautifully in stereo with uh, some nice bits of patching um i've probably said too much there may be a slap on the wrist in my inbox in a minute but um yeah um i've I've quite a bit queued up you know things have been tricky in terms of parts and delays and so i've had a period of kind of quietness but there's things sat waiting to go i'm just waiting to go yeah it's coming out on this date and then i'll push go so yeah lots of videos to come but not many i can talk about Right. Well, lucky you, eh? Whereas I'm working in the exactly the opposite paradigm, which is I'm supposed to have got on with them and finished them because they've been out for a while and I haven't got round to it because I've been too busy. The other direction. But hey, that's the way it goes. Gaz, how about you? You live streaming uh, much at the moment? Are you going to do one tonight? Uh, no, no, not tonight. I, I will be bringing them, the live streams back. Um, something that I've been intending to do for a while. But uh, yeah, so the City Full of Noises is the name of the event, though, this weekend in Coventry. So I urge anyone who is possibly interested to sort of, uh, look, you know, look, check that out. The City's Full of Noises. And I just wanted to mention one thing about that. It's it's actually, Delia Derbyshire is the reason for this festival happening in Coventry, as yeah. she was indeed from Coventry. And, uh, and it's going to be a yearly event hopefully uh, this is its second this is its second year but i've also been informed during the show that i think the modular roulette sadly isn't going to be happening this oh, time uh, which is a people shame out. but i don't know i don't know but uh, there's still loads of stuff happening and the drone uh, the drone bath itself i think what, what time is it ben i think it's it's mid-afternoon isn't it um yeah three till Saturday. five it's two hour two hours of uh, drone bathing <laughs> Um, yeah, all you know, everyone in keys. I'm, I'm hoping it's a really lovely wash of chordal tones and oddities and mm. intensity. And uh, but there's so, lots going on surround sound performances. Nice. There's a biometric feedback session. I don't know if that uses the Instruo Scion, which is a bit like the MIDI plant, where it's extracting um, oh, yeah. data, electromagnetic pulses, matter. Yeah, um, some quad performances, modular makers. I'm doing some talks on Sunday. I believe it's all free if anyone can get to Coventry this weekend. 
Um, oh, yeah. excellent, excellent. Well, I, I want to leave someone with a, just a thought. Maybe you can think about this for for, for next week. If the, the answer to the question, which is, if you've done a, had a two hour drone bath, in terms of like if you're in a sauna, you jump in a plunge pool. What do you do after you've uh, had a two hours drone bath? Do your fingers prune? Does something else happen? I just think we should be told. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, guys. Uh, lovely to have you all. And I'd like to point out that I have had a zero technical issue f- show so far. Everything has Woo-hoo. actually worked which Ooh, last week nice. there was if somebody commented said it made them really nervous watching me that i should have got it sorted out by now i'm way behind the times so <laughs> can do it it's just a question of application anyway that's it for this time thank you very much i uh, will see you all uh, next week take care everybody bye-bye thanks everyone